it's what's known as sober curious as well. So there's lots of people who are thinking, oh, do you know what? Like, I don't think, I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic by any means. And I've still got a good job and I'm, but actually, do you know what? I have been drinking every day or I seem to like, I really crave that glass of wine on a Tuesday. And it's, I, I, and I always feel a bit rubbish at work the next day. I wonder what it's like. And the more people you have, particularly like famous people and influential people who don't drink and you sort of look at their lives and think, well, their lives are still amazing. Um, the more people talking about it and having other options out there, um, you know, I think it, it's, it's just really important to start kind of talking about it more and, and make it, letting people realise that there is sort of more to life. And actually, even if you have no one saying you have to give up alcohol completely, but sometimes just having a glass of, a glass of booster and a nice wine glass in the evening at six o'clock when you've finished work maybe, or when you put the kids to bed and you're just getting comfy and just sitting down, having a glass of that is enough to kind of trick your brain into thinking that you've done that punctuation moment. The, the day is now done and I'm now relaxing. And you realize you don't need that glass of wine. You don't need the alcohol in it anyway. You know, finding your tribe of people that don't drink is amazing. And I, I would say that is probably one of the key things for people to, to do if they did want to sort of cut, cut down on drinking because you can still go out with lots of people who are drinking and have a good time, but you do become on a different level and people sort of stop listening so much and you don't necessarily want to do the same things. You don't want to sit in a pub for eight hours anymore because that's not as interesting. You might want to go for a couple of hours uh, and have some food, but if you, you know, I've, not only have I got my sister who doesn't drink, but a good friend of mine stopped drinking six months after I did. And, um, and then I have met a load of people from Club Soda who are from Brighton. And so, and, uh, you know, meeting people to go and have, you know, we have picnics, we go for walks in the country, we go bowling, we go, go to, we've started like doing all these other things. And it seems to have like opened up my world a bit more, you know, from the pub. Uh, which is great and I, I'd love to do some sort of you know sober holidays and things like that because there's there is it is quite tricky doing the sober firsts so the sober first sober birthday your first sober wedding I've done two hen weekends I've done speeches at weddings I even married my one of my other best friends um I was I was the vicar <laughs> but completely sober and I thought you know what I don't think I'd have been able to do it as well as I had done or, or even being able to write these speeches, you know, had I been, you know, still, still drinking and, you know, still staying up dancing and, and actually just accepting that it's really good. Actually, another... Hello and welcome to Celebrating You. And I'm so, so excited to introduce to you Bryony from Boucher Kombucha. Welcome, Bryony. Hello, Maria. Thank you for having me. Hello Bryony, thank you so much for having me too in your lovely lounge and why don't we start by toasting to you and your gorgeous drink. Thank you, yeah I'm just going to pop a little bit more in my glass. And tell us all about it. So yeah, so um, I, I, with the, I, the initial idea for Boucher Kombucha came to me when I gave up drinking alcohol um, just a little over two years ago and I, I hadn't even heard of kombucha um, until about a, a year or six months after I'd, I'd given up. Um, but for that first six months, when it was a really, it was really tricky for me to, um, to go out, to go, if, you know, if I was socialising with friends who were drinking, 
there wasn't anything for me to have or particularly trying to go out for dinner and feeling like you know you just had a, a fizzy water or a juice or lots of um you know very sugary mocktails and things you know lots of things hanging out and I just wanted something to replace the wine I was always a wine drinker anyway and but I, I knew I didn't want to get drunk anymore but I did want to have something really nice for my food so I um, I tried kombucha for the first time at a mindful drinking festival in London and I was just absolutely amazed because um, people who don't know what kombucha is it's a fermented green tea well it could be any tea black tea or green tea lots of people use a black tea and uh, but mine's made of with Centra green tea and you use a a bit like with other alco alcoholic drinks you would use a yeast um, to ferment the fruit or the grain this uses a yeast and a bacteria to ferment the sugar from the green tea and it has something it does something magical it's magical or science and uh, it it eats the sugar in the tea turning it into alcohol and then the bacteria eats the alcohol and turns it into these amazing healthy enzymes for your gut so it's got this slight it's a very slightly funky taste or slightly vinegary taste but that was what was so appealing for me because it felt grown up it wasn't a drink that you just wanted to knock back because you were thirsty it was a drink which you would sip nicely and it has these kind of fruity citrusy elements to it which just work really well with food so um so yeah that was that was kind of the first kind of light bulb moment at this festival thinking right this is what i'm going to do and i knew i'd been looking for ages to set myself up with something i wanted to do something different i think the whole giving up drinking bit had come at a time when i was stuck I was stuck anyway and I'd spent five years like trying to do other things I was trying to do this course or that course or and every, everything it felt like I'd just fail at everything and I now realized that I wasn't actually failing I mean I've, I've got a good degree I've you know I've done parts of courses I wasn't doing badly at them but the fact that I was quite dependent on alcohol and I was using it to support me with any stresses I was using it for anxiety I was using it for confidence I was using it thinking I had this whole belief system around alcohol that it was necessary in my life and that it was fun um, and uh, once I gave up the once I'd given up the alcohol all the things seemed to start falling into my life and I started to find myself being more creative and more productive and and suddenly my it, it was literally like my brain was waking up like we all know that alcohol's a, a kind of a, a well a depressant or it brings you down you know it, it slows you down it's it dulls everything um so i i think it almost felt like i was actually giving me some sort of brain damage or slowing me down in some way and so giving that up after about six months and it wasn't instant by any means like the feeling feeling better but I was like, right, now is the time. Now's the time. I've got energy. I've got drive. I've got creativity. Um, and I was sorting out lots of different areas of my life at the time. But yeah, I was like, right, I'm going to do this. It was, it was a think like literally a year ago today, um, I went to Berlin and went on, I found this, oh no, it was about 3rd or 4th of June, so nearly, nearly two, nearly a year ago, uh, in 2019, and um, I was, I just found this, these, these people, they're a consultancy, but they just do, they're a kombucha consultancy company, uh, which I didn't even think existed, 
and um, they were having this workshop in Berlin to all about how to sort of set up a kombucha business because it was there's the making of it is one thing but then there's starting up a business which is another thing so you know and it was two things two areas I was a bit kind of like grey on like you I had tried making it myself and I was like why is it going why is it like really smelly or why is it got all these bits floating in it and why does it taste so funny and I was trying all these different teas and you know it's never really working um but I had this amazing I mean just just the whole I went to Berlin on my own it was like the first time I'd done this kind of like trip on my own to do something to improve myself and I had two full days in Berlin which is the most incredible city anyway um just sort of exploring going to museums and things like that and then two full days on this on this course and it was really really interesting because I realized fairly quickly that um either I was going to have to spend tens of thousands of pounds creating a brewery um finding all the right equipment and then I'd still have to put a lot more money in consultancy to kind of get the get the expertise because it is a science you know you know you need exactly the right temperatures exactly the right quantities everything's measured everything has to be checked on a daily basis you need all these instruments and checking ph levels because it's also it's a living thing it's got all these good bacteria in it so you need to be really careful about the the balance of those particularly if you're i want to, i was thinking right i want something to go out to restaurants i want something to be sold in pubs i want to be able to sell this online to customers you've got to be really, really careful with food and drink, you know, hygiene, all of that kind of stuff. Um, or there was the option they were saying, which lots of people do, and lots of beer companies do this, and lots of, even like vineyards do this, you know, they, they grow the grapes, but they don't have the ability to make the wine, so they, they send it off to someone who does. So I was put in touch, uh, when I came back from Berlin, about a week later, I was put in touch with these um, um, Gina and Luke from Wild Fizz Kombucha, who are in Tottenham in London and they were just absolutely amazing so they did the sort of the second part of it where I went to them with my idea and my idea was to make a slightly different kombucha I wanted to make very specifically a kombucha which tasted like wine like as much like wine as you can possibly make something taste like wine because it was the closest thing I'd found to have that grown-up flavor to it all of the alcohol-free wines that I'd found in the supermarket were just gross and they were synthetic and they weren't natural and they just they were full of sugar I mean really really full of sugar and I have been on a real kind of I was also on a health kick at the same time you know trying to sort of think about my sugar intake think about my well-being your sort of mental well-being and, and what you're putting in your body um so I knew I wanted some to make something that was really like organic and 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 good for you and it had to be low sugar um so yeah, it had to be like, I wanted it to be like a wine. And so I went to them saying, these are the wines I liked. These are the flavor profiles of the wines I like. So uh, we were looking at like Sauvignon and uh, Muscadet in particular. And it was coming up with like gooseberry, green apple, green pear. Um, yeah, some, some, some other ones as well. And so we just spent a good couple of months playing around so we we always went with the no we, I think we tried some Assam tea as well and some a combination of Assam and green tea and some a bit of peach I think a bit of sour cherry we did, did loads of different combinations until we just came down to quince and gooseberry and the where where Jean has kind of come in it's her absolute expertise she's been making kombucha for years and she's got her own brand um, and she said well if we want to make something that's commercial as well 
we want to flavor it only just slightly so it's not going to be really sweet a lot of kombuchas are competing with fizzy soft drinks um so they're saying we're not as bad as coca-cola we are really good for you but we're still there's still quite high sugar but it's still much healthier than the alternatives um she said well we're going to make sure we only put a tiny bit of these flavors in so it still stays stays nice and tart and because you're not going out there trying to make a gut tonic essentially which a lot of them in the health shops are she said we can filter it so it actually removes the yeast and removes a lot of the bacteria but it still leaves all the antioxidants from the green tea and all of the and a lot of beautiful enzymes are still left in the drink so it's still a really healthy drink but it means you can you don't have to store it in the fridge you don't have to treat it like a dairy product for example um and so it can be stored outside the fridge and it's got a nice long shelf life um so yeah so we we finally kind of gained, got the last kind of tastings done in about uh i don't know it's about september last year and in the meantime, I've been doing things like sourcing um, the bottles and the lids and the caps and like trying to think what I wanted it to look like and got my mum to paint the label, which um, I always knew I wanted her to do it. She's a, she's a fab artist and um, then got the graphic designer to kind of put it, put it all right with all of the, the wording and everything like that. And yeah, my little tagline, sip, share, pair. I thought that, that was a bit clever. <laughs> It's quite pleased with that one. Um, so yeah, and that was all, it was about November that we did our first run of just 100 litres. And that was a sort of a bit of a soft launch where I live in Brighton. And yeah, they all sold out before Christmas. You know, there was, it was, it just went, and that was literally just through social marketing, word of mouth, social media, sorry. Um, and, and just word of mouth and people sort of wanting to try it. Cause I think I'd been talking about it for so long. And I think I drank quite a lot of it as well. <laughs> I've been waiting so long for it. Um, but yeah, we officially launched in January last year. So, so yeah, this is my baby. It's my, my absolute baby. And with, whilst I had, you know, my original business plan um, had been to get it out into the restaurants and to bars. And that was a lot harder than I thought. And I think... The main reason is because it's a very new product, like no one had seen it before and there's not a lot of people talking about it. And even non-drinkers don't know it existed yet. You know, there's very few kombuchas on the market which are marketing themselves as a, an alcohol free option. Um, so a lot of the restaurants are a bit like, oh, why would you not want to drink? You know, it was just a bit like, no, who's going to want that? Who's going to want to pay for it? And oh no, we like being able to give our non-drinkers something really cheap, you know, whereas actually non-drinkers now want to be treated the same as anyone else. So it was a bit hard. I did a few kind of just going into restaurants and coming away feeling a bit, oh, being a bit deflated. But I think it really showed me the attitudes still now towards not drinking in our society. So, you know, it's still not a, a normal thing. You know, when you say you don't drink, people are still like, oh God, why not? Or, oh, are you an alcoholic? Is the, the one which really gets me. Or, you know, that you, people make all these presumptions about, about you, um, you know, for not drinking and they don't necessarily associate it with something really glamorous. Um, you know, we have all these adverts for whiskey, for wine, for beer, which are kind of promoting it as this thing that makes you super sexy and super confident and, and yeah, super glamorous at these big parties. And 
it makes you think I want that lifestyle yet actually that lifestyle is really damaging to a lot of people and totally get that it's also not very damaging to a lot of people and a lot of people are totally fine with it but I really wanted I'd wanted to create something that was going to give wine drinkers uh, people who don't drink wine or don't drink alcohol I wanted to give them the same experience as everyone else who does and so that meant going to a restaurant and having a beautiful bottle on the table that might have cost you 20 pounds you know in a restaurant but you that's okay because you're feeling exactly the same as you would if you you know if you did have that when you have a glass of water or even fizzy water or even I don't know a sort of juice or a mocktail you still it still doesn't feel um quite so special particularly not when you're eating I don't think um so yeah it's kind of opened my mind a little bit more as well to wanting to get a little bit more into the the movement and it's the it's what's known as sober curious as well so there's lots of people who are thinking oh do you know what like I don't think I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic by any means and I've still got a good job and I'm but actually do you know what I have been drinking every day or I seem to like I really crave that glass of wine on a Tuesday and it's I, I and I always feel a bit rubbish at work the next day I wonder what it's like and the more people you have particularly like famous people and influential people who don't drink and you look at their lives and think well their lives are still amazing um the more people talking about it and having other options out there um you know i think it it's it's just really important to start kind of talking about it more and and make it letting people realize that there is sort of more to life and actually even if you have no one saying you have to give up alcohol completely but sometimes just having a glass of a glass of booster in a nice wine glass in the evening at six o'clock when you finished work maybe or when you put the kids to bed and you're just getting comfy and just sitting down having a glass of that is enough to kind of trick your brain into thinking that you've done that punctuation moment the the day is now done and I'm now relaxing and you realize you don't need that glass of wine you don't need the alcohol in it anyway you know so um yeah that's the first bit (laughs) thank you thank you I know I mean Partly, it was, it was quite interesting that because of lockdown, the all the restaurants and bars closed. So I was, and I was doing events as well, and they were quite successful. I was doing vegan events, yeah, because it's vegan as well as gluten free and all, all the other sort of free from things which people are very conscious about. And uh, so I was doing all these events, and all of them got cancelled. I was going to be doing food festivals all over, you know, London, Brighton, Bristol, Edinburgh. I had more booked in, and I was so excited. And then so it all gets cancelled, and I. I also was about to get into a couple of really quite good retailers and they just said right now, no, as soon as like the pandemic hit, they said, we just can't take on any new, can't take on any new um, products at the moment. It's just not the right time. Um, But weirdly enough, because I think like you were saying with lockdown, there's people, um, you know, there's a lot of sort of drinking on Zoom and still socialising, but there's also a lot of people who have found themselves feeling a bit like they're on holiday all the time. And maybe like because they're doing homeschooling and having the kids and they're probably stress levels because they're trying to juggle work, the house and being at home and being in, locked in a space. And so they're turning to having a drink and it's loads of people told me it was sort of getting early and early in the day. So there's a lot of like people I know that I've been doing actual personal deliveries to were saying just I need like two cases because I need something in the house at all times because I just don't, I cannot carry on having a bottle of wine every night, you know. 
and they didn't they weren't saying to me i want to give up drinking for, for good but they were like this has really shown me how easy it is you know it's not our fault that we become addicted to these things or become dependent on these things you know not everyone's a, an addict but we can become really dependent on these things thinking that we need them and because we've got this belief system and it's all around us it's all around us telling us oh you need that after a long day oh you need you deserve it it's a treat and actually at the end of the day it is a poison and i i know loads of people go roll their eyes and say oh yeah whatever <laughs> i love it i love drinking but it is a poison at the end of the day. And if it's something that you're going to put in your body every single day, it is going to affect you at some point. It is going to make you feel slower, more tired, and particularly as you get older. I mean, you know, when you're in your 20s, you probably can get away with it a bit more. Um, but, um, no, it's, yeah, I, I, it, lockdown, yeah, this was talking about lockdown, wasn't it? <laughs> Lockdown, I started getting more online orders at the end of the day. That was the thing. And so now I've got this whole database of customers who have been, I'm already on like third, fourth repeat orders from people all over the UK. And so I've been trying to do as much promoting to people as possible because there, there are people in their homes who need delivery, you know, rather than being able to go to a shop and buy, buy it. Um, and I think that when eventually the events do start up again or when the restaurants open again I can now go to them saying I've got x amount of customers who love this I've got customers in this town who have said they this is what they want you know they don't drink and they but they want to see something like this in the restaurant I could do you know I'm going to try and I want to sort of focus and do a few surveys with people um, I'm, I'm in quite a lot of um, sobriety kind of on networking network groups you know there's this club soda is the bit a really really big one but there's other ones as well like smaller groups of people who can just talk to each other about not drinking because you know and, and support each other through it because it does it is really really difficult at first um it's not difficult for me anymore because I'm, I'm two years down the line and i haven't you know i haven't touched alcohol and i have literally no desire whatsoever even when i'm stressed out to the max alcohol it just isn't there on my on my radar anymore you know so it's not a disease in my mind it's not something that stays with you forever it's not something that you're going to have to you know live with and struggle every single day of your life you know um so i don't follow fall into that sort of belief system about addiction in general really um the way i did it was retraining my brain so it's just it's literally just a case of i mean I had tried to give up over 10 years, over about a 10 year period. So I'm 40 now. So from about 30 to 40, there were times where I was thinking, this is getting a bit much. I'm drinking too much when I do drink. I don't like the person I am when I drink too much. There was a massive sort of cognitive dissonance between me saying, oh, but I love drinking and it makes me feel happy to then the next day waking up and thinking, I didn't enjoy that night and I feel now full of like remorse, shame, can't remember anything. So there was a real distance between what, what I was believing and what the reality was, wasn't, wasn't balancing. Um, and I had tried, you know, I had even gone to an AA meeting or two and found them to be uh, just, I didn't like the idea of being powerless. I didn't like being labelled an alcoholic and I didn't like this whole forever, forever thing that you were going to be forever an addict. It didn't seem to sit with a sort of positivity. And I know loads of people love it and it's been 
amazing for them and they've had entire lifetimes of sobriety because of it and I think it's also very good sometimes to unpick what's going on in your head and in your life um but there wasn't a huge amount out there you know if you'd googled I'm drinking too much ways to stop drinking it was just AA that was the only thing out there until it was when I stopped drinking this time which I stopped for good there suddenly started being a bit more of an influx of literature and podcasts and um the one in particular which was amazing was uh annie grace this uh this naked mind and she was i really she's an american woman and she was like high flying in the marketing world but there was something about what she was saying that really resonated with me you know she was a normal working woman mum of young children um married nice house good job but she was drinking way too much and she started lying about how much she was drinking started wanting it earlier and earlier in the day but still managing to completely hold it together still managing to be a great mum still managing to run 10 kilometers three times a week you know i was thinking that was me you know i could run 10 kilometers after drinking two bottles of wine the night before which you know people go what <laughs> but you're in such denial that it's a problem that you think that's no, fine, I'm just going to do it. And I would do it. And I, I mean, I don't know how I, literally it would kill me if that happened now, but I think your body does get used to it. But yes, yeah, so I found Annie Grace's This Naked Mind. And in that she, um, she just unpicks these belief systems. I think her opening thing is, um, it's, it's a discussion about the role alcohol plays in our life and in our culture. And so it, that, that just really kind of, yeah, excited me it was like okay this is brilliant she even says i drink as much as i want when i want i just don't want to drink so i never drink but she said if i wanted to i would but i just don't want to and so it, it's it's basically taking away the desire so there's no willpower needed because you're not you're not denying yourself anything so it trains your brain to look at the actual reality so is this making me happy no it's not making me happy i wake up every day feeling awful i'm sluggish i'm not moving forward in my life and then you look at the alternative, which is not drinking. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's not an instant thing and it, you do have to work really, really hard and you do have to look at maybe the reasons you're drinking, which often aren't obvious. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, you know, after that, you suddenly, all of these books were coming out, all of these amazing memoirs. There's one called Blackout by a woman called Sarah Hapola, who is another American woman. And um, the, unex oh, the Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. And that's, that's Catherine Gray, and she's, uh, she's British, um, but they were both journalists. So they were, again, you know, these young, beautiful women who were in their 30s, who were single, who were, um, you know, working in the cities, in the big cities, and being wined and dined every night, and having to schmooze with people, and finding themselves, that they were having to stay up till three in the morning, then waking up on the other side of town at, you know, 10 o'clock the next day, having not gone into work, not knowing where they were. And, that, you know, it's, it's, it was quite a sort of, they're quite heart-wrenching stories and then they're tales of then getting sober and uh, there's loads of books written by you know other mums and stuff who said they've had you know sometimes people have had rock bottoms sometimes people have just had enough sometimes people have been ill or unwell a bit like you you know just saying it's health reasons you know you don't feel comfortable um but all of a sudden I started to feel like hang on a minute this is quite normal like it's quite normal to experience issues around alcohol and actually it's quite normal to experience issues around your you know yourself or self-doubt or 
um, all of these sort of mental, men, you know, that, I suppose they are meant, it is mental health, you know, and you start realizing the real reasons why you drink in the first place. Um, and often that is, you know, I, I only realized later that I had quite crippling self doubt and, uh, you know, a negative self talk from a very, very young age. And I can clearly remember the very first time I drank alcohol and I was 13 and I'd gone to a party with my older sister. So there were boys there who were like 15, 16. And so I felt totally young and out of my depth. And I had a can, I remember sitting on a bench outside the house and downed a can of like strong cider. And I, suddenly I became like, I don't care. I was like sassy and I was just going over to these people and I was making them laugh and they were probably laughing at me, but I thought, wow, this is the person I want to be. I hadn't known at that age that I had this horrible feeling in my, in my tummy about myself, that I was constantly putting myself down and hating myself because it was just an internal dialogue. And then you have alcohol and it numbs everything negative. So it doesn't actually give you anything positive. Alcohol just doesn't do that. It's not capable of doing that. It doesn't, it doesn't give you serotonin, for example. But what it does do is it numbs any negative thoughts. So if you've had a bad day at work, no more bad day at work. All you can think about is how nice and rosy everything feels. Um, so it, it takes away, basically, it takes away the negative rather than giving you a positive, yet we're all made to believe it gives you a positive. But yeah, on that experience, on that night when I was 13, I was like, wow, this is the person. This is the real me, I thought. I'd no, like, I just had no idea that that was not the real me and I don't honestly don't think I found the real me again until <laughs> I was till I gave up drinking this time age 38 you know it's it's bonkers and and I literally when I gave up drinking I thought I don't even know I don't even know what I really like or what I really want or what I you know that's why it was this slow like waking up of the brain you know it's actually the rerouting brain nerve stems and everything and that's, you know, so I've, I've, I feel like I've grown up in the last two years. It's like when people say, I know what I want to be when I grow up now. <laughs> um, and there's still more I want to do. There's still loads more I want to do. Um, obviously, this is really keeping me busy. But yeah, I think there's lots more I can do in the sobriety arena and the wellness arena as well which is an area I'm just really really interested in and yeah mental health and possibly possibly um you know coaching or something like that in the future I mean maybe particularly when I've got even a few more years under my belt because every month that goes by something gets more or something gets better or I, I start understanding something a little bit deeper or I go through another experience sober and realize wow that was so much better not being influenced by anything um yeah because, because you know the the alternative you know the before and after scenario so you can always pick in that's that's insanely powerful what you've just said about the the brain and and how how i i agree with you it's it's not that i believe alcohol is a poison it is a poison and it and it damages brain cells i mean it's yeah. simple as and uh so if there's brain fog, that's why they've just been shot to death. Um, the other, I do think, I, like if I walk down the supermarket aisle and I see the red wine, and I think, oh my god, I could just inhale two bottles of red wine like now and then just pass out. And I, that's not because I like wine. <laughs> that is because I want to just 
stopped. I want the world to stop. I want to get off now. But that's just such an avoidant thing to do as well. But I totally get you still get those. But I, do, I wouldn't call that even a craving for a drink, you know, not like a sort of normal craving, like I fancy a glass of wine. That's, that's me just saying. And so that I have to then pay attention to that and say, why do I want to, the world to stop spinning? And why do I want to get off right now? And, and then I have to deal with it. And I think alcohol is so good at its job as well. It's quick. It's like you just have that sip and you're like 10 minutes later, you're like, right, that feels better. So it's, like, it's really efficient. So we've learned that when I'm stressed, all I need to do is have a bit of wine and then I'm going to feel better. And it's so much easier to do that, particularly when you've had a stressful day, you've got stuff going on at work, you're arguing with your partner, your kids are screaming, da, 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 you know, whatever your life is. Um, there are stresses that can come about which mean you want to have alcohol and I've had to create an entire new toolkit for what to do and they might be very simple things like just going for a walk um, being in nature always every single time takes away um, you know any sort of sort of bad bad energy and negative thoughts or, or if there was a craving just getting out in nature and I mean I'm so lucky to live in Brighton because I've got the beach down the road and I've got the countryside on my doorstep so I, I'm you know if you live in the middle of a big city like Birmingham or something I'm sure it's a lot harder to get that but you know just to go just to get some oxygen in your in your lungs is a really good one or I'd have a long bath or I would read a book or I'd just go to bed early just to go to sleep or make some nice food or do something that my body actually wants because half the time the alcohol isn't actually what your body actually wants your body wants to relax and that so it physically wants to relax so yeah you, need, you just need to do things but it takes half an hour to relax rather than five minutes <laughs> but it does have the same effect and you don't have a hangover the next day so that's just win-win yeah and then and then you don't get the calories yes exactly <laughs> yeah it's really it's it's a really positive movement and what's been so strange one of the hard things actually I'd say about giving up drinking is when the people you love the most are still drinking around you because there's no two ways about it you will become go on a different sort of energetic level to them when they're drinking and you're not and you can you can love them as dearly you know I mean including my like my, my own mother in this you know when she's had a drink and I obviously haven't Sometimes there is a balance there where the communication sort of goes a bit awry. Um, and uh, so, oh, I've <laughs> lost, my, lost my point quickly. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, deal, dealing with people who don't drink, yeah. And so dealing with people who do drink and then finding your tribe of people that don't drink is amazing. And I, I would say that is probably one of the key things for people to, to do if they did want to sort of cut, cut down on drinking because you can still go out with lots of people who are drinking and have a good time, but you do become on a different level and people sort of stop listening so much and you don't necessarily want to do the same things. You don't want to sit in a pub for eight hours anymore because that's not as interesting. You might want to go for a couple of hours uh, and have some food, but if you, you know, I've, not only have I got my sister who doesn't drink, but a good friend of mine stopped drinking six months after I did. And, um, and then I have met a load of people from Club Soda who are from Brighton. And so, and, uh, you know, meeting people to go and have, you know, we have picnics, we go for walks in the country, we go bowling, we go, go to, we've started like doing all these other things. And it seems to have like opened up my world a bit more, you know, from the pub. 
which is great. And I, I'd love to do some sort of, you know, sober holidays and things like that. Because there's, there is, it is quite tricky doing the sober firsts. So the sober first sober birthday, your first sober wedding. I've done two hen weekends. I've done speeches at weddings. I even married my, one of my other best friends. Um, I was I was the vicar, <laughs> but completely sober. And I thought, you know what? I don't think I'd have been able to do it as well as I had done, or or even been able to write these speeches. You know, had I been, you know, still still drinking, and you know, still staying up dancing, and and actually just accepting that it's really good. Actually, another really good tip if you are sober and anywhere, like the other one was my first holiday, and I went to Barcelona for a weekend. And it was just, it was springtime. So the sun had just started to come out and obviously Barcelona is beautiful. And, you know, there's all these squares and everyone's out there eating their tapas and they've all got that, like um, the wine or the Aperol spritz everywhere. And uh, I sat down, luckily they all did. The only thing that anyone ever does is an alcohol-free beer. And I didn't even like beer when I was drinking, but it was better than squash or, you know, water or something. So. I, um, I ordered my beer and then I just looked around and I thought, this is so beautiful. Where I am, we've got a sort of hillside over there, the beach over there, the beautiful architecture. The sun is beaming down on my face. I'm with the person I love. And I looked around and I imagined that everyone had alcohol-free drinks in their drinks. And I thought, they're still having a good time. They're not having a good time because they're drinking alcohol. They're having a good time because it's beautiful and the sun has come out and they're with the people they love and they're laughing because they're people they love, not because they've got alcohol in their drinks. And if I just believed that everyone else was drinking an alcohol-free drink, the same as me, and it totally changed my whole perception of it. And, and that's when you start to notice all the things in this wonderful world that we have anyway, that we don't need drink to make them brighter or make the sunset more beautiful or, you know, it's, it, the, the world is lovely enough. I think I did cry at a full moon once, which is a bit <laughs> I just cried at the beauty of nature. But yeah, I think you get in touch with your feelings again. You start feeling feelings, you know, start actually feeling things. Um, That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah, because the, the beer goggles are not making you look yeah. <laughs> super gorgeous. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm sober, but yeah, yeah. You know, you know what it was like when we were young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's that's so so touching. Just imagining that, because it's almost like imagining a sort of paradise. The way you were yeah. describing it. That's the whole. Um, I think that's that, that that's part of the work, isn't it? When you, well, for, for me, well, for anyone who get gets sober, it's you. In order to not be doing it through willpower, you have to be doing the work and sometimes that means sitting with some quite uncomfortable feelings you know so yeah it's about paying attention to those feelings when you think I really want to drink I really want to drink you have to think why is that so what is the, what is the what is really going on here it's not because I like wine so much it's because I'm trying to cover something up there's always that even if it's not a really obvious thing there's always a bit of a void going on which you're trying to fill with something and you know so many people who drink don't uh, drank a lot and then give up find that they replace it with sugar for example or you know there's loads of things we need we tend to consume um or do <laughs> um which is actually i i've teamed up with a, a wonderful woman uh, mariana who does um she runs mind green uh, green green mindful keto yeah mindful green keto mindful green keto that's her company 
Um, and she, so we're, we're, I'm off, she's offering a free session and I offer a voucher for a free session with her every time you buy six bottles of Boucher. And um, she loves Boucher, A, because she really encourages people when they're trying to say lose weight and get healthy just to stop drinking alcohol. So for her, she's saying, have this, but she hadn't been able to find anything that she could offer them that was actually low enough in sugar. So, you know, even if it's not necessarily, like, you know, as I, I do keep saying, it's not, it's not just if you want to give up, give up. Um, but if you're just trying to get a bit healthier, even just in the week or something, um, it, can, it can really help. Again, just being mindful, it's, it's all about being mindful about what you're putting in your body. And she talks a lot about not, um, uh, not forcing yourself. Like it should be easy. It should be easy to just not eat things that aren't good for you. And when you do, so when you sort of cut them out and then reintroduce them, like I, I hadn't been eating sugar for about three weeks. And then I was, happened to do some baking with my niece yesterday, which I wouldn't have done had she not been here. But I ended up having this slice of banana bread with chocolate chips in it. And my stomach was actually in pain. Like I used to just think in the evening when I was having puddings and then I'd sit on the sofa really bloated, that it was just normal because I was just full from my dinner. But I didn't realise that if I don't eat that sugar in the evening, I don't feel that bloated. Even if I've had a really nice big dinner full of healthy food, and it's just about being really mindful to put the, the food your body wants is not that. You know, it wants stuff it can process and that it, it you know, makes it, makes it feel good. Um, but I'm working with Mariana myself on a personal level just because she's just so... We, we really connected because of this, this idea that the brain is a really powerful tool and where she helps people to not eat sugar and I am more about the not having alcohol, the techniques were very, very the same. They're exactly the same. They're both kind of addiction. They're not kind of addictions. They are addictions, but they, um, you know, it's, it's, I hadn't realized, I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned from this whole experience is just how powerful the mind is. It's like change the way you think about something, just even using different words, you know? Um, and it feels like it's so simple. Yeah, for some reason, I just didn't know about it before. Um, there's another woman whose book just uh, was pretty life-changing as well. And it wasn't just, it's not just about alcohol, but it's um, Byron Katie, Loving What Is. And she just, yeah, she, she calls her work the work as well, uh, doing the work. And, and again, it's just turning everything on its head and be, taking back the power. So if a negative situation's happened to you, take back the power and start thinking, I'm choosing to not allow that to make impact me negatively anymore, you know, and sort of turning things around and, and giving you, empowering you and giving you choice about what makes you happy and what doesn't. So yeah, it's... I love it. it. I just love the way you're keeping it so real. You know, you're just, you're just giving real life case scenarios and and it it just makes sense just to hear you and and it just reminds me of that song if it makes you happy it can be that bad but i think it can because i think she was talking about <laughs> singing about cheryl crow i think yeah 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 but you you know you do the good side of that and i, lo I love that you're all about just positivity and empowering yourself with your mind, but you're just, you're just presenting it in such a real way. So, so tell me what your website is so that people can find you. Where are you online? So um, we are at boucherkombucha.com. So it's nice and uh, 
easy. It's B-O-U-C-H-A and then kombucha, uh, just kombucha.com. And so you can buy from there. You can also, because um, I only do the one product, obviously that's great if you just want to drink kombucha like I do. But if you want other drinks, we also sell it at uh, wisebartender.co.uk. And they are a, an online supermarket for just low and no alcohol drinks. So they do a whole range of wines, beers, um, spirits, aperitifs, all alcohol free or very, very low alcohol um, from all around the world. So they're another one. So they, st they stock it as well. And there's a, um, the foodmarket.com. They are uh, an online organic local products, like all really, really good quali quality organic products. Um, and yeah, so you can buy it there as well. So it's quite nice. It's, it's on these other sites where you can just do a bit of wider shopping as well in, you know, from purchase. So. Brilliant. Um, Are you still doing your local Brightonian deliveries? Still doing my local Brightonian deliveries. Yeah. In person. So yeah, anyone in Brighton who, um, I, look, I go a little bit further out. I've got a delivery sort of on, on route to Lansing later, later on today. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to do sort of lo localist deliveries, which is, more than happy and then I can do same day and I can even do it chilled if you want. Service <laughs> <laughs> with a smile, yeah. service with, with a good positive mental attitude, absolutely brilliant. Thank you, thank you so much. Well thank you so much for, for sharing, this has been really really powerful, really inspiring and not only that, I mean, that there's lots of inspiring stories out there. What's, what's good about you is that you've given lots of signposting as well and you've given lots of solutions. So it's just wonderful that, that there's so, there are so many choices. And just because everybody else is doing one thing, it doesn't really mean I have to do that if it doesn't make me feel so good. So it's really great just to offer choices and, and ask questions so that people, I mean, can just find their own way in, in a, at a level that works for them. So I, I think you've done that very respectfully and very honorably. So you thank are so amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>